Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am recording this introduction right after I'm done talking to Devdutt Patnaik. One second. This is what I think. Okay, I've been struggling to articulate this, but I've been obsessed with this idea that our the way we operate in the world, just the way we interact with the world, there's many layers to it. On some one layer is material, one layer is spiritual, one layer is religious, one layer is mythological. है. There is many layers. One level is political, one level is falana, one level is dhimka, and all actions are sort of governed. At least a cross section of all of these planes are involved in each action that we take. One action is political, spiritual, or religious level. And I've always, in fact, since I spoke to Devdat on uh, Sid's stream, which I think I should link somewhere, um, I realized that there is a mythological plane which I'd ignored up until. And mythology was something different from religion. And what mythology means and how it influences the way we behave is something I've been obsessed by. Since that conversation, I've been thinking about it enough. So I went into this conversation. I can see the questions I have listed here, all these things that I thought I'd talk about. And I've learned through many years of podcasting that But this conversation was way better than I expected. This is the kind of conversation which I name give. Devdutt Patnaik shuts me up for two hours straight. Like, because I didn't have anything to say. I had so much to just go, hmm, wow, just this response. And I think one of the most interesting things that Devdutt picks at in his work in general, and this conversation particularly is the structure of thought and how that informs mythological thinking and then material thinking in so many ways. Material thinking is what you commonly do, right? How will this happen? How will this happen? normal plane of existence, where you listen to self-help, where you listen to news, that is all material plane of thinking. Hai. I had a tremendous time. We spoke about things like Ram Raj. We spoke about things like Dharma kya hai, Dharmic constitution or Dharmic morality or what is all Hinduism or Baki religious canons make a difference fundamentally. We spoke about Rajiv Malhotra at a certain point. I'm sure if you guys know the feud, you'd be very interested in that. And we also spoke about psychedelics, Shiva being an alien, you know, the kind of fringe masaledar conversation and what Devdutt thinks about all of that. But all in all, I'm very excited for this episode to come out because I want to see Kitni Bar Meri Pati as episode, right? But all in all, guys, thank you so much. If you're here for the first time, if you're here for the second time, if you're here for the third time, you subscribe button dabaya ki nahi. Bhule ki nahi tum controversy ke baad aur bhi cheeze hai karne ko. Bata do mere ko ek baar. Comment karke batana tumhe kya pasand aaya. Tell me who, what you want. Instead of telling me who you want me to speak next, tell me what you want me to talk about next. I'm trying to imagine how to do that with you, how to get into a better interaction with you that way. But beyond that, thank you so much for always being here, guys. I know the last one month's been kind of tough, but it's been great. And I'm glad I have support from people like y'all. Um, I'm hoping to see you sometime very soon on a stream. But up until then, enjoy this conversation with Devdutt Patnaik. I would even go on to say that of the people who speak about say politics simply simple word probably broader than that you are one of the few more courageous people who would say what they want you would shut off your comments on twitter but you'd be like Main jo bol raho, wo at least ye hai, and that's about it which is also very rare i started to appreciate like people who don't toe the line when it comes to political thought a lot because so often people's positions are so predictable Right. And in our previous conversation, I found that it's not necessarily the case for you. Like you have your own scholarship when it comes to that. See, what has happened is I saw how people want to position me on the left and the right. 
and I was like, need none of y'all who are positioning me have actually read my work, neither on the left nor on the right. So I know people on the left, I know people on the right, and I have seen how they assume things. Um, there are strengths on both sides, there are weaknesses on both sides. I see them individually, case to case basis. I will not toe anyone's line because I see the paradigm in which most people function, and I'm. This is what my scholarship brings to the table. And I can see the errors in thinking. I can see the flaws in the argument, the absence of consistency very rapidly. And that's a gift I have, um, which makes me very sharp. And therefore, people get very uncomfortable because I sort of quickly pull out the weaknesses in the argument. Because there is a meta problem in today's conversation. And that's really my thesis, that people are talking in a particular box taking positions within that box, not realizing you can go outside of the box. Mm. What does that mean? So, for example, left wing, right wing. But there is other wings other than left and right. Who decided that you should only talk in this space? This presupposition of social justice, presupposition of social order, the post-enlightenment way of thinking. And I'm like, no, but this you know, the, the non-negotiables, human rights. Right. Where did that come from? Where is So when I use, like, I remember uh, the left wing, for example, I'm using, again, very general terms, will assume they're rational. So then I'll say, you know, but the myth of justice and the myth of equality, and then they start getting nervous. Because as long as I'm talking about Ram, Krishna, it's all fine. Moment I say myth of justice and the myth of equality, now their foundations have been shaken. When I say social justice is based on the original sin and it has strong Christian roots, suddenly the discomfort level and the claws come out. Till then they were very rational and nice. Or when I listen to Richard Dawkins and I'm like, hey, that sounds very much like a missionary. Only Christ has been replaced by rationality. But he talks exactly like a missionary. The structure of his conversation is to convince and convert you. And I'm like, that's not the way everybody in the world talks. There are other parts ways of talking in different parts of the world. And you are behaving exactly like your 100-year-old uncle who would talk like this, talk down to people. Uh, so you see that in the left, you know, which is assumes it is rational and scientific. And then on the right is easy, of course, because most of the, in the right wing, it's just coming from a polemical space. There's not much of depth. You know, they uh, there is no original thinking. They're trying to hold on to some values uh, and uh, highly defensive. So it's, wo agar, wo the mythology the false historian. Ho. Uh, so you're a false historian. So, you know, you'll have these right-wing people using words like you're a false historian. I said, explain what is history. Explain what is false. And then they get nervous because they then they will use MCBC galis because the right-wing likes foul language. And the left wing likes these new words like hegemony, problematic, woke. Nay, nay, shabd istamal karenge. So one uses, you know, uh, raw MCBC, the other uh, packaged MCBC. You are Brahminical, patriarchal, some some new words which I've never heard yesterday. And suddenly it will become like the most important word today. You know, so. It's so difficult to have a conversation when the ground shifts so rapidly. And that's true for. Not just these two wings. In fact, the more I look into intellectual discourse in India, the more I find that epistemic honesty 
as like this is what this means and we will stick to this over multiple conversations is just so much like it just does not exist yeah because you see the every indian we also the indian mind is designed very quickly we're quickly reformat and re quick is something that people don't realize how easily in, that's the brahmanical mind that's a brahman wavering quick quick thinking and therefore we can we are very good lawyers and so they can twist thing that's why the indian legal system is in a mess they never anticipated this level of lawyer giri you see we are very we can twist to another level we'll never agree on a point indian thought is not based on agreement and these are ideas that the west doesn't understand and that's the area of my study so i catch it very fast and i empathize with it you know the how what is india going through the crisis the cultural crisis the civilizational crisis which india is going through and people are not willing to accept it as in no it's a huge crisis and you're not realizing it and these are processes which are sometimes painful but we have to go through it there is i have a question to that i read one of your tweets recently and i liked it a lot it said um pre pre white american societies uh pre slavery american societies pre brahman and yeah, like yeah, you yeah, were yeah. pointing to how the way we see these societies without the oppressor whatever the imagined oppressor is in this case are very much like the myth of the garden of eden before the original sin before the catastrophe has occurred right and it is almost like looking at an idea noticing its architecture and comparing that architecture to like the platonic form of that idea to other platonic ideas that have existed right like it's an archetypical way of looking at things is does this constitute a mythological way of thinking is this this is called structuralism so this is what levi strauss wrote called structuralism of course levi strauss wrote in french and like all french people made everything very complicated right and you know it's really ridiculous how complicated he makes something which is very basic that there is a structure of thought and i catch and that's something that i realized over time thanks to other scholars semioticians who met me this is the tum to ekdam natural structuralist ho the moment i see something i recognize its structure very rapidly and i realize this in hindsight i'm not trained in structuralism or something so i am i'm not into psychoanalysis i am more into so mythology has many schools of thought i follow structuralism and i see structure through the lens of time space and therefore whenever somebody starts talking my mind immediately in my head there is a diagram forming and i'm matching it with other diagrams and i'm like acha to ye ye hai so for example the western what you said just now that tweet was showing the assumption that one day the world was wonderful there were no oppressors there were no invaders there was no sadness there was no sadness we were all dancing and singing happily you know and you it's the kind of work which is written, for example when you see uh, sapiens you know yuval harare's book the the linearity of it the complete linearity and when i was reading this book i was like okay this man is jewish i didn't know it. and then i said okay he's jewish then i said oh he is most probably into buddhism then i realized he's into vipassana he's a vipassana teacher and then after some time i said oh i think he's gay he said my friend said how do you know i said see he's always talking about partner but he's being gender neutral so normally you would say wife and girlfriend and then i realized acha then of course now he's come out and talks about his partner and very quite openly but at that time the first edition of the book when you read it you realize that he's not talk and i'm like ye to buddhist hai he's jewish and so you are seeing the linear of thing the way of so we bring our structures with us 
you bring your structure with you if i were to spend time with you talking i will figure out okay this is the structure which is happening it's quite not difficult really to figure out structures because they are cultural we are trained right. to think in a particular way and we are influenced by ideas and that comes across in our writings hollywood storytelling is based on structure so you know the ah, hero matlab, made... harry potter or is the same as the lion king is the same as jon snow no, so when i when i watched harry potter i'll give you a classic case i was looking at uh, j rolling and she said i said oh my god this is bible you know she was being accused of spreading witchcraft and the church was against her and i'm like but she is promoting christianity she is creating this new chosen one this boy who is born with a scar he is jesus christ who is going to fight the devil it was so obvious and i was like okay she's going to get into trouble and i didn't know what it was at that time i'm telling you when she wrote her first books and i kept telling my friends ye kitna christian hai yaar kitna christian and my friends said no and i remember this one lady from france who got very upset because she thought it was like this path breaking non christian writing i said no this is like pakka christianity as christian as they get and the problem is she is not even aware of it because she genuinely believes herself to be secular and above religions and and i'm like no look at this there is no sexual conversations these are teenagers growing up and they never talk about sex which teenager doesn't talk about sex right i said there is no they're only talking about love i said they are not shagging i mean what is this young boy and girl who is not exploring their body you are writing i mean this is a child a child is going to have issues body issues body turning he's going to talk to a teacher about it uh, they are going to experiment they are going to do wrong things yahan pe kuch ho hi nahi raha hai i mean what is this christian ecosystem that they are living in and my friend said that's true. and then after the seventh book and then she suddenly declared dumbledore is gay after the books had been released I said, "What a fraud! Why does Dumbledore have to be gay after the books are published? Because now she has made her money, and now it is okay to declare because she didn't want to threaten her market. And then, of course, the woke bigray went after her. As long as she was attacking Trump and being this wonderful fighter for against Trump, they loved her. And then she talked about women, and then she talked about cis women and trans women, and she went. It. She became the Muggle, right?" very interesting and that is structuralism so structure immediately catches it i mean it's not it's not a science right it's right right not a science it's a philosophical it's not, way of thinking it's a very philosophical way of figuring out log sochte kaise hain where are they coming from what are they thinking the fact that you are and nowadays people have recognized these things really post structuralism structuralism is taught in the west um, so i am very influenced by those writings but i also see the lacunae in those writings lot of lacunae uh but uh, they are powerful ways of seeing the world no you are you are spot on in fact very early on because i i did not read the bible or had context on the bible satan all of this until very much later so when i had first arrived here and i recognized the conversation around hitler the way yeah. the west talks about hitler is and i'm not saying i'm not pro or con hitler but they dehumanize the hell out of the guy and then they refer to him as something very akin to how rowling refers to voldemort So yes. I would always say Hitler is the world's Voldemort. Yes. Right. Like what she's would... done it in that way, right? She's she's designed it in that way. If you look carefully, because Hitler is the collective guilt of the white man, and they don't want to deal with their guilt. The fact is, for centuries you hated Jewish people. He said, "I'm going to kill the Jewish people," and you were very happy that he was doing it. But now you don't want to admit it. 
तो वी विज नो नो वो बहुत ही बुरा आदमी था सो एवरीबडी इज बिकमिंग होलियर देन दाव आई थिंक दैट आई थिंक इज योर स्टैंड आउट क्वालिटी एज अ कंज्यूमर एज अ रीडर इज दैट योर डिफाइंस टू फिट the hindu set of myths the corpus of literature that we have for the western vocabulary what it does is it it produces a second pole and in that reflection you can notice the uniqueness the idiosyncrasies of both traditions very openly otherwise you're just stuck with this as the default and there is no light beyond it see you can't talk about caste in india and you can't understand india without caste Please, I'll give you a simple example. People say, "Don't caste is evil. Caste is evil." I said, "If you don't use caste, you will never understand India." What so, does that mean? It means because India is divided into your identity. The first thing I asked you is, "What's your name?" You said Prakar Gupta, and my mind immediately locates you in a database, right. a linguistic database. I'm assuming your religion. It's really linguistic, geographical, class, and caste. and i know that it's not so simple just by looking at your surname to know your caste but i have a sense ki dari hoga ye there is a broad and that mapping is happening in my head in a second i do that without thinking i locate you immediately so see what you, uh, even when europeans look at other europeans they immediately figure out ye north european hai south european hai this human beings do but now you have decided the discourse of equality and therefore you are not allowed to do that and i'm like india for thousands and thousands of years they would do it using caste and now you're telling indians you cannot use that vocabulary because it is politically incorrect now you have to use a vocabulary of religion which they're not used to they have never used this vocabulary but now you're telling so now you are it is like tum all your life you were playing cricket somebody came and told you you know what cricket is evil we have to play football but you don't know how to play football and the other guy is brilliant at football so in a conversation he'll always win and you have to go through training on football when your natural inclination is to play cricket and therefore you're put in a positional disadvantage because intellectually they have very cleverly put you in a space where they are stronger who is they here just the west the west the, i'm using west again crudely but the academic west has decided how you are supposed to think the philosophy so departments the humanities the um, the sciences the technology engineering mathematics knowledge today comes from the west whether we like it or not we respect people from cambridge oxford harvard it's the world the the scholarship you no matter how much china wants to be powerful we will see china as an industrial hub but not as an intellectual hub intellectual focus remains the west and therefore that becomes my benchmark What I do is I'm questioning the structure of that benchmark. I'm not saying the benchmark is wrong. I'm saying, but there it exists in a structure, and that structure needs to be understood before I talk about India or China because China's structure is different, Indian structure is different, and these three are the big structures in the world. There are other structures, but these three are the big structures in the world. There is a there is something very interesting i've been coming across in my podcasting journey this becomes one of the ways in which i learn from people is having conversations and i usually find myself not even able to rebut but also i i i take a passive position to let's just say understand the depth and width of the idea that somebody is positing to me and one of the more recent things that i've come across in discourse in general is one this name romila thapar and two this idea that a lot of the history i've been taught about say for instance caste is actually a fiction created by so on and so forth and my occam's razor mind says 
maybe I'm wrong, maybe this is my predisposition. My Occam's razor mind says to think that somebody created a fiction that everybody bought into and is now collectively believing in. And the short answer is probably true. Right? <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Occam's razor is the problem here. But when you say something like you cannot, and this is this is a very colloquial statement. I've heard many people say that. You cannot understand India without caste and caste is something we are no longer allowed to talk about openly. Right? Which side do I believe in? Is Romila Thapad a liar? Who is Romila Thapad? I don't even know, frankly. And then what is like what is happening here? Romila Thapad is a symbol for people of very good West-based scholarship. Excellent scholarship. She is a supremely good scholar. But as a scholar, she has a point of view. But it is backed with a lot of data. So she's analytical. She gives data. Excellent work. Excellent work. But it's a point of view, not the point of view. She is trained in a particular way of thinking. And she presents that. And she's very candid about it. This is my training. This is how I come. They are very strongly influenced by certain Marxist ideas. And which basically looks at culture through the lens of economics and politics. So is it like Gramsci and ye post-Marxist, ye wala club jo tha hai, kya I don't know the detail, but broadly, like I would always refer to her books. Achha. But now they're becoming increasingly dense because as she's growing older and older, her writings are extremely, she's like talking at a meta level, ka meta level, ka meta level. But her early books... Because she's now like 90 years old. She's like one of those really... But you have to hear her speak. Just watch one of her videos and you will make your mind about it. You are talking about a good scholar. Mm. You can't just come and say she knows nothing. I'm like, are you mad? Mm. Like, kiske baare mein baat kar to? Tum wo refined level mein, then when you start listening, you're like, wait a minute. Pura to nahi hai, but it's a point of view that is giving me a way of looking at the world. Now what happens is most people who want to deny caste are people from the upper castes. Like the white man. Like the white man doesn't like to be told bad things about white people. And that's what is happening in America, right? Now the black, this critical race theory, ki all black people are just evil. They're nothing else. The whole purpose of America is to torture black people, which is not true. Now, this is what happens in these kind of discourses is in the Romila Thopar worldview, the Brahmins became the oppressors. Now, Brahmins have been the intellectual foundation of India for thousands of years. I'm using Brahmins again as a... Uh, Catch-all phrase, you know, but as a placeholder. Um, you can use Savarana, you can use Apakas, whatever, landed gentry, feudal lord, whatever. But these were the people who created Indian culture. They played a very important role. And now you're saying you are putting them in a corner. There is a, you think Buddhism is better, Hinduism is better. So these ideas are very obvious. You can see the scholarship. Right. And many, their own students have challenged their views. Their own students have said, no, there is a problem. Like N.S. Sharma has been challenged. Romila Thapar has been challenged. Within the scholarship, there are many counter movements. So let's, so there is not this dismissal. They kuch nahi malum hai. Like WhatsApp University doesn't give you the right to talk to these people who are revered globally as historians. But globally, humanities department has a left-leaning Globally. For sure. yeah. So which means its academia is confused with activism. Mm. 
it is trying to change the world through they are trying to change the world and this desire to change the world is the savior complex of the west this is what i mean by the western hegemony they when i say they this savior complex hum aapko bachayenge through academia so every historian is trying to in a way save the world whether it's eaton whether it's sheldon pollock whether it is audrey tushki they are all thinking ki their scholarship will save the world and the more they say it the more funding they get because academic is also based on funding right who will fund your uh, research you have to tell that you, if i do this research we will save the world oh take the money so you have to also position yourself as fighting oppression so it's a structural problem within academia that's it because pure academia is not existing because west demands academia become activism pure academia is like cutting a laboratory rat feeling nothing आप बोलोगे दया करो बट देन यू कॉन्ट स्टडी एनाटमी विदाउट कटिंग अ डेड बॉडी ना तुमको प्यार नहीं यू यू कॉन्ट एज अ डॉक्टर आई वॉज ट्रेन इन मेडिसिन फर्स्ट ईयर आई स्पेंड कटिंग अ ह्यूमन बॉडी यू कॉन्ट से ओ वी कॉन्ट टच द ह्यूमन बॉडी इट इज सीक्रेट नो यू आर गोइंग टू कट इट दैट इज वॉट यू डू यू डोंट एंड दैट्स वॉट हिस्टोरियन सपोज टू डू बट अनफॉर्चुनेटली एकेडमी हैज बिकम एक्टिविज्म and that is the problem where these scholarships are they trying to make the world they are trying to move towards the idea of india secular nation they are mocking the past because marxist thinking is the past is bad in the future not just marx by the way not marxist western thinking is the past is bad the future is good we are making the world a better place which means everything before was bad right this is linear thinking this is linear myth mm. this is what i mean by them हाय गाइस क्या आपने कभी एक ऑथर को एक और ऑथर को इंटरव्यू करते हुए देखा है दिस इज जस्ट अ फ्रेंडली रिमाइंडर कि हमारी किताब डोंट शट अप हैज बीन अवेलेबल फॉर प्री ऑर्डर फॉर फ्यू डेज नाउ एंड वी आर ऑलरेडी क्लोज टू सेलिंग आउट ऑल आर साइन कॉपीज इसके बाद ये किताब अमेजोन पे इसके बाद ये किताब आपके घर के दरवाजे पर हर तरीके से आपको मिल सकती है बट इफ यू वॉन्ट अ साइन कॉपी एंड सम अदर प्री ऑर्डर बेनिफिट्स यू गो राइट नाउ टू डोंट शट अप डॉट आई चुप हुए कैसे गो टू डोंट शट अप डॉट आई एन एंड फाइंड अस दैर आई विल सी यू ऑन द अदर साइड ऑफ दिस डिजर्विंग एड ब्रेक सो हियर इज हियर इज समथिंग आई बीन थिंकिंग अबाउट सिंस द लास्ट टाइम वी स्पोक विच इज यू नो द सेपरेशन बिटवीन फॉर इंस्टेंस रिलीजन कल्चर वॉट वी ऑफ्टन ऑल्सो व्हाट्सएप यूनिवर्सिटी विल रेफर टू हिंदुज्म एज अ वे ऑफ लाइफ विच आई डोंट नो हाउ दैट इज डिफरेंट फ्रॉम रिलीजन यू नो इट्स लाइक जस्ट एडिंग मोर वर्ड्स टू एक्सप्लेन द सेम वर्ड Hinduism is not a religion Hinduism is a way of life no Islam is also a way of life Christianity is also a way of life that is i think roughly the definition of a religious religious culture whatever whatever but mythology is somewhat different from it and you know what irked me a lot around that time i was i don't know what i was listening to some political commentary somewhere was the reference of the word ram rajya right which is a modern phenomena we say ram rajya wapas aayega ram rajya wapas aayega but also rajiv gandhi said ram rajya wapas aayega when he was campaigning right this ram raj is a mythological object that gets included in our political our realistic pragmatic thinking about how the world should be much like a lot of other mythological concepts the point is mythology plays a very active role in the way we think about our everyday situations too and politically this ram raj is a very obvious example that everybody can notice sab wo use karte hain everybody is like ha is bar ram raj aayega what is really happening with this like are we always thinking on a mythological plane is mythology a part of our everyday without us noticing it see when you say let's make america great again 
you are imagining a world where everything was wonderful and life was wonderful and who are the people cheering this the people who never benefited from the greatness the white laborers what is called the white trash which right. votes for the super rich in america to get tax cuts right so who votes for so you know what happens is um, everybody believes in a world where all there were no problems once upon a time there was a world where there was no problems this idea of eden this idea of the promised land this idea of uh, you know in islam it is the caliphate they'll always talk of the caliphate that there was this great caliphate where everything was wonderful where was it located in baghdad in the 7th century so they have this notion of this great world ram rajya aisa tha when did it existed 10000 bc or 12000 bc or 7000 bc so they have these ideas which there is no reference to everybody has these imaginary worlds of perfection it's the way the human mind is designed ki mera bachpan kitna mast tha hum log khate the gaate the and at that in your childhood you hated it but when you grow up the childhood is like this wonderful or it's like the nri is talking about india wo hamare galiyon mein hai sir why did you move to america there was a reason you moved to america you know if uh, so let's not you know satya nadella and sundar pichai didn't come to america because because they didn't have opportunities in india there was a great, this was a great place so let's be very clear about this so ram rajya is a assumption of a good world but let's go to basics what is mythology mythology is the simplest definition is a cultural truth a culture has a truth every tribe has a truth it believes how the world began why they dress in a particular way why they eat in a particular way why they walk in a particular way why they do this festival every tribe has its own stories right so america has thanksgiving america has the statue of liberty the land of liberty so america itself is based on a mythic structure so mythology is how a culture or a community imagines itself that's one religion is a word used for monotheistic mythologies where there is one god one book one way of living one 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 so when hindus are saying we are a way of life what they are trying to say ki hamara koi kitab nahi hai that's what they are trying to say but nobody is understanding because you have decided what is the definition of religion who has decided they, they have, have decided okay i see i see the plug now ha huh? you got it that's the way the design is that you have to tell what religion you have because religion to hona hi hai bhi idea kahan se aaya religion hona hi hai who essentialized religion the 19th century europeans hmm. it didn't exist before that nobody thought about uh, and in before 19th century there was only one religion christianity Everything else was heresy. Even then, वो Catholic या Protestant heresy, what Inquisition था, heresy था, paganism था. There is nobody. This idea that there are multiple religions in the world emerges only in the middle of the 19th century. कि you know how it emerges? It emerges in Japan. America, America, the Europeans want to enter Japan and trade and do market there. along with them come the missionaries who want to set up churches in japan the shogun doesn't like it he the japanese are known to be xenophobic they just chopped the heads of the missionaries and said get out aap andar nahi aa sakte ye missionary log kya kar rahe hain inko nikalo yahan se 
सो द बिजनेसमैन सेट भैया इनके वजह से हम तकलीफ में आ रहे हैं सो देव सेंट अ चार्टर टू द शोगन सेक्ट योर रिलीजन You respect our religion, and there's a beautiful books on what word they used. With the Chinese, Japanese couldn't understand. ये क्या है religion? उनको there was no Japanese word for it. When you study the 19th century writings of the indentured laborers who went from India to uh, Caribbeans, वहाँ पे they were told, uh, you know, so they, they everybody was taken from India, right? All people from all castes, all communities were taken there, and they had no. They moved out of the village. They didn't know who was Brahmin. They didn't know who was Shudra. Nothing. They had no clue of caste. So they would perform a ritual, which was the Tajia. The Tajia is a Muslim Shia festival. Muharram me jo karte hai, which is hitting yourself. Hitting your, the morning and this thing. It's called Husseini. It was called Husseini, and the Hindus would also participate because वो गांव में देखे इसको. It was the only holiday they got because they were told you will get religious holidays. They said, "What is the meaning of religion?" ये पहले बार ये word सुना है. So they said something which is very holy. On that day you will get a holiday. Now everybody wants a holiday. So Husseini के time में सब लोग मोर्चा लेके जा रहे तो all the slaves, everybody would join. They didn't understand this is the Muslim festival because गांव में कोई बोलता ही नहीं है. ये Shia लोगों का है. कोई रिलीजन ऐसा कॉन्सेप्ट ही नहीं था नाइनटीन सेंचुरी मिडिल स्मॉल टाउन इंडिया में ये जो आइडिया लाइक राजा राम मोहन रॉयडियाजीदार राजा देवर किंग्स देवर दे आर लाइक द टॉप वन परसेंट ऑफ इंडिया हु आर बींग आस्ट रिलीजन क्या है एंड दे आर लर्निंग इंग्लिश फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम एंड दे आर लाइक ओके वॉट डू हाउ डू आंसर दिस क्वेश्चन बट गांव के लोगों को कुछ पता नहीं है कि ये क्या है रिलीजन दे डोंट नो ये मुसलमान है ये हिंदुस्तानी है इफ यू आस्ट अ बंगाली हिंदू कौन है फॉर हिम हिंदू इज द गेंजेटिक प्लेन हिंदी स्पीकिंग पर्सन इज हिंदू मैं बंगाली हूँ गेंजेटिक प्लेन इज हिंदू तो मैं बंगाली हाँ सो द बंगाली वेल से मैं बंगाली हूँ वो हिंदुस्तानी है so this word hindustani had a very different meaning it is meaning the people the hindi speaking people of the gangetic plain the rajput wouldn't say i am a hindu they say i am a rajput you understand they will not they didn't the identity this religion as an identity that i am a christian i am a muslim even muslims mein tum shia ho sunni ho pathan ho turk ho sufi ho sufi ho sufi not quite but Uh, it has to be a community orientation. So community orientation is these are words which emerged only in the nineteenth century, and now we are thinking they are the most important words in the world. And we try to apply to uh, Chandragupta Maurya, saying that Chandragupta Maurya was Buddhist religion. He had no clue. He had just holy people he used to worship. They were Buddha. He liked the Buddhist. He liked this thing. He didn't understand. He would never have used this framework called religion. Uske. सेंसस रिपोर्ट में ऐसा कॉलम नहीं होता है कॉल्ड रिलीजन सो सो दिस कैटेगरी कॉल्ड रिलीजन इज अंटीन सेंचुरी फिनोमिना विच द ब्रिटिश इंपोज्ड सेइंग दैट यू हैव टू हैव अ रिलीजन भैया ऐसे कैसे हो सकता है तो इंडियंस आर लॉस्ट दे लाइक अच्छा ठीक है वी आर अ वे ऑफ लाइफ वी आर नॉट रिलीजन वी कांट वी आर नॉट अंडरस्टैंडिंग वॉट यूर सेइंग नो वी आर नॉट एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड जस्ट एज पीपल आर नॉट विलिंग टू एक्सेप्ट कास्ट इट्स लाइक एफ्रीका Let's forget about India. Let's understand Africa. What is an African identity? Look at the complexities. They have a tribal identity. 
मासाई जूलू हुटू ये वो अलग अलग ट्राइब्स है उसके ऊपर एक रिलीजियस आइडेंटिटी आ जाता है आई यू क्रिश्चियन आई यू मुस्लिम उसके ऊपर एक नेशनल आइडेंटिटी आ जाता है सडनली वन डे यू डिसाइडेड ट्राइब वॉज टोल अच्छा तू नाइजीरियन है तू कैनियन है तू रुआंडन है न्यू आइडेंटिटीज हैव नाउ इमर्ज सो वॉट इज दिस एफ्रीकन जेंटलमैन इज ही नाइजीरियन विच इज अ नेशनल आइडेंटिटी इज ही क्रिश्चियन एंड मुस्लिम इज ही हुटू इज ही मासाई इज ही जूलू वॉट इज हिज मोस्ट प्राइमल आइडेंटिटी फिर उसके ऊपर एक वोक आएगा ये स्ट्रक्चर को हम डिजोल्व करके देर इज नो आइडेंटिटी दीज आर ऑल सोशल स्ट्रक्चर ये हो गया लेफ्ट विंग कि भैया स्ट्रक्चर होता ही नहीं है वी कैन नॉट हैव नेशनैलिटी वी कैन नॉट हैव रिलीजन वी कैन नॉट हैव ट्राइबल आइडेंटिटीज इन इंडिया वी डेंट है आइडेंटिटीज एंड कास्ट आइडेंटिटीज इनफैक्ट अकॉर्डिंग टू समोलॉजिस कास्ट इमर्जेस फ्रॉम ट्राइब्स I mean that's a long thesis, but the problem is the identity is coming from so many spaces. So when people use the word religion, it's basically in the old days it meant monotheism, nothing else. That is why this uh, current disposition was Advaita became famous. Why did Upanishads Shankaracharya became because Advaita was monism, one, and that was like okay, okay, we are just like you. We are just like you. Because you, we don't want to accept that we are polytheistic pagans. Right. वो गंदा वर्ड है. But now that a Gora called Conrad Elts has told you that that is a good word, so now yes. all the yes, we are pagans. And I'm like, really? Gora ही बोला तुझे. Gora का बात तूने सुना. You know, so uh, in the end, you know, or for example, you know, Dayanand Saraswati in the 19th century writes. Uh, and when you read dayanand saraswati's writings and he's like such a big social reformer but he really impacted only punjab and hindi speaking belt south indians had never heard of him arya samaj as an idea and he said he hated the word hindu saying that because it's a farsi word he said this is a farsi word it is not see he used the word arya dharma arya bhasha and arya what it means arya means hindu arya bhasha means hindi and arya vart is hindustan हिंदुस्तान अच्छा आर्यवर्त इज हिंदुस्तान आर्यवर्त आई वर्ड सो दिस वर्ड दयानंद सरस्वती क्रिएट दिस वर्ल्ड एंड ही सेड ओरिजिनल इंडियंस केम फ्रॉम टिबेट हाउ डिड यू कम टू दिस कंक्लूजन नहीं मैंने बोला तो बोला सो नाउ द एंटायर यू नो देर आर लॉर्ड ऑफ राइटर्स विल राइट दैट शिवा केम फ्रॉम टिबेट एंड टिबेट इज द होली आई वेर डिड यू गेट दिस वर्ड टिबेट फ्रॉम इट कम्स फ्रॉम दयानंद सरस्वती राइटिंग्स You, which book are you referring to? This is scholarship, right? Bhaiya, trace karo tumhara idea kahan se aaya. As you said, what is the epistemic integrity? Right, right. Kahan se aaya tumhara vichar? It is not written Tibet. Kahan se aaya ye idea? Tibet, Manasarovar, Kailas, it all comes from Dayanand Saraswati, who had this very racial view of the world. Aryas and Dasyus, the dark, flat-nosed, uncivilized savages. He was living in the 19th century. He was listening to Christian missionaries. He is using exactly the same structure as the colonizers, just subverting it. So these structures you have to study. Like for example, you read Jyoti Ba Phule, who is the great Dalit champion who brought education to the uh, you know Dalit community. Great man, great social reformer, but also influenced by the Western model, saying that the Aryans were the oppressors who came and conquered and enslaved the original Indians, which is the very opposite of what Dayanand Saraswati is saying. Dayanand Saraswati is saying the Aryas brought civilization, and uh, Jyotiba Phule is saying the Aryans were the oppressors. Right. 
they both live in the 19th century they are all educated by christian missionaries they are listening to christian missionaries they are dealing in this world of colonization vivekanand lives in the same world He's, he comes from a rai bahadur family super rich nobody talks about the fact that he came from an extremely educated family all his teachers were europeans so he spoke perfect english which is why he was very popular in the elite circles so your privilege enables you to write and in 19th century you're writing in a colonial ecosystem so you know when you are studying these subjects you know you have to study it from so many angles and that's the scholarship i try to bring to the table ki bhaiya itna simple nahi hai and i bring structuralism into it like i say okay let us look at it from a structural point of view how does swami dayanand saraswati write about hinduism how does jyotiba phule write about hinduism how does vivekanand write about hinduism how does european write about hinduism you know so then you start understanding your religion where do these people use these words like hinduism is a way of life most of our today's right wing has not read a single book first of all they don't read but those who read are referring to the early 20th century writings and the only non uh, colonial writing they read is this alleged marxist thinking of romila thapar without reading a book you know and yes there is a marxist very strong marxist substratum in their thinking but that's not wrong or bad it gives like structuralism it is one way of one looking way. at the world and making you aware how how power and privilege is distributed in our society you know if it was not for marx and that kind of thinking we wouldn't use words like elite privilege hegemony right. yeah. that's where all of that comes from the problem in the west is they think that is only the truth ियोटीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोचीसोच
anybody you are in a relationship with your friend your partner your father mother as soon as you speak to them and you get into a disagreement you can see somewhere where they are right and you can see somewhere where you are right and the gray becomes more and more prominent from there if you extrapolated that the same thing to politics the same thing to any kind of power struggle on a larger level you can sense that people aren't all that wrong or all that right for that matter but not all that wrong but here is a question i have so i understand that our way of thinking has been colored and i'm sorry if it's like i won't take too long from here i have one more big question and a few small questions and we'll be done yeah, yeah we have enough time okay, okay. as long as you're enjoying um so now that we understand that a lot of the way in which we think about the world including the political realm including the psychological philosophical including all these literary realm for that matter in jk rowling's case is colored by this monolithic right and wrong good and bad linear mythology of the west i have found also in my podcasting journey that there are people who want to do it differently now like there is this there is this voice for a dharmic constitution for integrating dharma within the broader premise of our political activity now to my understanding i've been trained by the west in hinduism to whatever degree i have studied hinduism has been here and a lot of it again uses the same vocabulary um but one of the key moments i remember from one of the classes i took for which we also read you know some of your stuff which was called theaters of gods and heroes very interesting by the way gods and heroes put together as if and we were discussing ramayan mahabharat mostly but as if the gods that we have that what we call gods are also heroes and heroes are also gods there's an equivalence there but the idea was that dharm itself is such a subjective contextual like it depends on who it is where they are what is happening around them to a certain dharm to put that into the monolithic framework of a constitution where this is the truth and the judges can interpret a little bit in the margins but this is the truth i don't see how that can even sit together is that is that a just wishful fantasy is that possible what does that mean so on and so forth so first let's understand this dharma definition which is being given is being given by cunning indians who have said that hum bahut alag hai you will never figure this out because dharma is subtle so they'll use this word dharma shukshma hai and they will basically you'll never figure me out that is a lawyer sophistry that is lawyer sophistry because basically you can never corner me because really there is so i have always heard these from businessmen when they talk there is when i'll say there's nothing right nothing wrong i'll say the sentence so ha ha hum to completely agree karte hain duniya mein kuch acha nahi bura nahi hai i'm like chanto <laughs> lala main bhi lala <laughs> i know what you're talking about you know so the west can be fooled by these words of dharma बट इंडियंस वॉन्ट बी फूल्ड कि भैया लालागिरी मेरे साथ मत कर तेरे को पकड़ूंगा तो दिस इज लालागिरी बिकॉज इट्स अ वेरी क्लेवर वे ऑफ सेइंग यू कैनॉट पिन मी डाउन रावण वॉज ऑल्सो राइट एंड आई एम लाइक वेट एंड आई हर्ड दिसंग दट आई कैन किडनेप योर वाइफ एंड लॉकर इन अ रूम सो लॉन्ग एज आई डोंट है इट्स फाइन एंड देन द रूम गोज क्वाइट I've actually had a feminist telling me that I don't think Ravan was that bad. I said, "Yeah, women's consent doesn't matter." And then she didn't know what to do because I had just sort of like like the sharp knife through her like and she was like, "Uh, uh I said because Sita didn't want to go. She's being taken. Nobody didn't touch her." I said, "Ooh, what a favor." 
So basically, you're saying, yeah. So I'm saying basically, I can kidnap you, but not touch you. I'll put polythene wrapper around you, and I can do anything with you. Uh, and she didn't know what to say because you see, her, her this lovely sentence of everybody's right and wrong is now challenged because you're basically saying that you can't judge me. Because nowadays people say that don't judge me, don't judge me. So let's be very clear what is the definition of dharma. Dharma comes in a context of rebirth. First remember that. This, unless people use the word karma, you can't talk about dharma. So when people tell me that nothing is right and wrong, I said that's true, but everything has consequences. Now that has changed the story. Now the thing is, the, it is not a complex idea. Dharma at a very basic level means, I mean, I'm giving you a very shorthand. Keep hmm. in the world, the might is right. Jungle may the strong overpower and consume the weak. Dharma is the opposite. Hmm. Where the strong take care of the weak. Hmm. Now, so how do I say this? Devdad, why do you say this? How can you come to this conclusion? Who the fuck are you to tell? come up with a definition for dharma? I said, Vishnu Puran ka first story kya hai? Once upon a time, there was a man called Manu, the first human being, taking a bath in the river when a little fish comes and tells him, save me from the big fish. Small fish being saved from the big fish is a Sanskrit phrase. It's called Matsya Nyaya. In the sea, the big fish eat the small fish. And that is okay. But... This fish is telling Manu, Mirko bachao, bachao. And only humans have the ability to intercept nature and overturn it and say, I will protect the small fish. This is Dharma. This is the first story of Vishnu Puran taught in Amar Chitrakatha. But really, its origin is in Shatapata Brahmana. The, it's a Shatapata Brahmana story. It's nothing. Devdat Patnaik has not invented this story. This is there in Vishnu Puran. Vishnu Puran is written in 500 AD. Shatapata Brahmana is 700 BC. So this idea is 1200 years apart. The same idea. Shatapata Brahmana story and Vishnu Puran story. Save the small fish from the big fish. But this comes with a problem. Dharma Kesat, Dharma Sankat. When they taught you Dharma, did we teach you Dharma Sankat? No, rarely. I've heard the exactly. word a lot, but no. Right. Yeah, but dharma without dharma sankar doesn't exist because the big fish is now looking at Manu and says, okay, so what do I eat? You just took my food away to feel good about yourself. Right. Now what do I eat? Because it is my natural food. Dharma sankat aya hai. Dharma cannot exist without dharma sankat. And this is why we, I look at these right-wing dharmic, dharmic. I said, dharmic, dharmic, bol kya rahe ho, yaar? I mean, I want to use a C word, but I can't. But <laughs> I'll, I'll have an editor put it in there. <laughs> right, right. No, you're spot on with that. Haan, to bol kya rahe ho? Bol kya rahe ho? Basically, to lala giri ko to mein pakad lunga ki bhaiya, you're subtle. I'm like, what is this subtle nonsense? What Are you saying you're not responsible for a crime? Because you are dharmic. Because I'm dharmic, I'm allowed to practice untouchability. No. So this so Western, this is a dharmic word is used by NRIs. It is used in America. It is not used in India. It is used by upper class Indian NRIs who are, who are sensing there's a difference between Indian thought and Western thought, but don't have the vocabulary to communicate. So I empathize with where they're coming from, but their understanding of dharma is absolutely poor, not based on data. 
and i don't come so from upanishadic i don't come from philosophy i come from stories stories i am giving you two very clear stories from shatapata brahmana i am and this word matsya nyaya is used in inscriptions it's used by the sena kings it is used by the pala kings of bengal so you find this written the king came and put an end to matsya nyaya so what is dharma so look at the word raja for example dharma dharma sankat comes from idea of rebirth what does it mean it means ki if you factor in rebirth life becomes complicated so let us take the example of you know again bhagavata purana there is a um, uh, character called shishupal in the mahabharat shishupal is abusing krishna thousand times and krishna says i have give promised your mother i will not punish you thousand like so khun maaf kar dunga uske baad nahi and he goes on goes on and finally krishna cuts his head off so this story is told that see krishna cut the head of someone who insulted him what they don't tell is in his previous life shishupal was the doorkeeper of vaikuntha called jay vijay and he had upset a rishi and the rishi had cursed him that you will be born on earth as shishupal and in order to escape this horrible life on earth he abuses god till god liberates him now that now look at the story of shishupal is he a villain or is he a victim right so now retroactive fact changes a lot now that does not exist in the bible right these ideas don't exist in the bible and therefore the idea of morality ethics legality in a karmic ecosystem is very different so karma that's why rebirth becomes important that you know uska pur uska karma hai yaar it's his previous life what we today use words like it is his genetic predisposition Today, now we are using science language. That he is predisposed to this, so let him be. That's his personality trait. हम लोग बोलेंगे पहले जमाने में बोलेंगे कि ये उसका कर्म है, कर्म का फल है. You know, we would use these words. Now, you are not allowed to use the word karma, and because they were saying that oh, this is casteism, this is Brahminical patriarchy, this is how uh, Indians controlled uh, caste, and this is all the 19th century. This is where. things went wrong and you're not allowed to talk about these things and because you're not allowed to talk you have gagged indians to the point that they are now coming out with these dharmic concepts without because scholarship nahi hai na whatsapp university se kitna scholarship milega you right. know i mean some idiot like rajiv malhotra in america thinks he's a genius and i'm like oh my god that's the level of scholarship this is where you have come down to i mean ye lala karega brahmanon ke beech pandit banega right i i've i've heard of the gentleman i've never really consumed anything from him you must it's like a delightful um, he genuinely believes in um, that nityanand fellow and he started telling bill gates that i will give you past life regression and all that kind of thing so wow i do I, however i am aware of the fact that he takes particular distaste towards your work because somebody yes, has mentioned that to me before but i haven't consumed his work enough to for to the know. simple reason that i am smart <laughs> i love that burn i love that burn <laughs> said I mean, so I, calmly i love that <sighs> who pandit hmm. now i am not I know I am a pundit, and I know a Lala. Right. And Lala is good at business. Now, to America, Gaya, you gave up Indian passport. You went to America for money. Hmm. I stayed in India and made money in India using the shastras. Hmm. Saraswati, तुम्हारे पास या मेरे पास? 
actually you know what you're a very fun conversationalist because you don't mince your words at all like there is no oh mere ko isko politically correct rakhna hai baad mein koi wo na ho you're very very honest and i really like that see there i know what i know and i know what i don't know and i will not venture into territories where i don't know but where i know and i know structuralism and i know my mythology and therefore when you use the word heroes and gods now i can give you structural analysis of these words hero is a word that comes from greek mythology it cannot be used ram cannot be called a hero because hero goes through a journey he lives only once he has no past life he lives only once and he goes on a journey of self discovery ram does not go on a journey of self discovery ram is bhagavan from day 1 to the last day there is no transformation in ram because he is perfect from the first scene to the last scene so he, he when you when a character doesn't go through transformation you can't call him a hero so hero is greek myth it is the mono myth of joseph campbell right a transformation when you but you have to live only once when you live infinite lives the hero word cannot be applied so it's a structural problem you're trying to force fit look at the word gods you read percy jackson you read the books of percy jackson you re- you watch the serial boys where they using the word god what they mean by god is a powerful person i felt like a god in india god means a wise person and wisdom is about giving up power not taking power not being powerful but by lo- knowing you are powerless कि तू दुनिया नहीं बदल सकता कृष्णा भी दुनिया को बदल नहीं सकते सो इवन गॉड अंडरस्टैंड दैट इन द सी ऑफ कर्मा आई कैन डू नथिंग आई विल हेल्प यू आई विल हेल्प यू अंडरस्टैंड द वर्ल्ड आई कैनॉट कंट्रोल द वर्ल्ड नाउ लुक एट साइंस साइंस इज अबाउट अंडरस्टैंडिंग द वर्ल्ड एंड टेक्नोलॉजी इज अबाउट कंट्रोलिंग द वर्ल्ड Hindu philosophy says the more you understand the world the more helpless you will feel because you cannot control the world karma ko tum nahi pakad sakte you cannot prevent how much ever bill gates and jeff so from a hindu point of view all of them are foolish people all these people that we admire oh he is so rich he is so famous and the sages in india will say very good uska karma ka phal hai bahut hi acha hai lekin hai phal और दुनिया में अलग अलग प्रकार के फल होते हैं ये भी बहुत ही मीठा फल है लेकिन है फल एक दिन गिरेगा और सड़ेगा ही नॉट अ बैड पर्सन बट डोंट मेक हिम आउट टू बी द एक्मे ऑफ ह्यूमैनिटी बिकॉज यू आर द हीरो जर्नी इज सीकिंग दिस ग्रेट सुपर हीरो टू सुपर हीरो That's not a Hindu. That's why you're not superhero Hinduism. I mean, first of all, it doesn't work in India, right? First of all, those tight suits look very funny on the Indian body. Right. We have big. On Mukesh Khanna, everybody else looks funny. Yeah, and he was tall, and he had this very European body structure, and he had a cloak to protect so that nobody sees his backside. So, <laughs> the thing is, we don't realize that Indians have a different body structure. Your tight pants won't work. why are you wearing a mask there is a reason for it the, the you know superheroes come from a greek context where you are ashamed of your identity and you have to hide it all the time isliye mukhota bruce wayne and batman clark kent and this is not an indian way of thinking this is definitely not a chinese way of thinking 
So these are, the Chinese don't think like that, the Indians don't think like that. The West is insisting that the world should think like them. Whether it's enlightenment, whether it's secularism, whether it's national atheism, whether it is Marxism, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Islam. All these thoughts are saying that there is only one way of thinking because we live only once. Indians are saying Sir, there are multiple ways of thinking. So you live many lives. You live many lives. There are many truths. I mean, what works for you may not work for someone else. So we, this is a very different paradigm, a different structure. And that's the structure I try to explain to people. It doesn't mean you can get away with anything. Right, right. It should not mean that rather. Especially when you try no, to... Lala, no, no, Lala will twist the word and say that there's nothing good, there's nothing bad. But no, there are consequences. Agar tumne surpanaka ka na kata hai, to sita ka haran hoga. Hoga. Two more trivial questions. And they, they stem primarily, ek to because I think... What is very clear is Hinduism as, let's just say, a collective corpus of literature and scholarship is going through a process of self-recognition where maybe 10-15 years ago, I would never hear a conversation so detailed and so varied and so specific and nuanced about Hinduism as a whole, right? And what that is, I, in my view, maybe I tend towards a more psychoanalytical view of things uh, because of my education. But I think what it has lent to is fringe fetishization of a few undefinable phenomena within the corpus. So, for instance, you know, you've heard of this Shiva was an alien, right? Like the UFO descends into Kailash. And it's like a semi-scientific forced marriage of sorts. scientific Which is also very trademark of WhatsApp University. This is science. This is science. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why are we doing this? It can be just cultural truth, like you say. It can be just beyond science truth. You know? The other one is a little more sincere and that came up as... Um, you are cutting out. That came up as I was reading a lot early on um, here at Columbia. There is this book I came across called Krishna in the Sky with Diamonds. I was reading a lot about psychedelics early on, especially how they influence religion. There is a lot of literature about how Greek myths were informed by psychedelics, like the myths of Elysium, right? There is something about the burning of the bush being some kind of a DMT situation. And Krishna in the Sky with Diamonds was a complete study into the Virat Avatar that Krishna assumes in front of Arjun before giving the Bhagavad Gita. And that being somehow informed through mushrooms and or ergot, which is a base form of psilocybin. Right? So... On those two fronts, what is your structural way of thinking about them? The alien front and the psychedelic front? Is there any merit to thinking about stuff like this, like this? So let's look at what is common in both of this. In both, human imagination is not capable of coming up with these ideas. In one, it needs the help of an alien. In the other, it needs a chemical. So if there is no external method... I cannot come up with these ideas on my own. This shows so much of self-hatred for the human capability. And really these are ideas coming from mediocre people who can't think big. It's like saying Mukesh Ambani could only imagine such a big thing because he's on mushrooms. No, he has the ability to think big. 
Steve Jobs has the ability to think these crazy ideas change the world dramatically. Mahatma Gandhi thought of ideas which change the world. Human beings are capable of this. Don't underestimate the human imagination. Kalpana Shakti. That is why a ceremony in Hinduism is called Kalpa. That which creates the imagination which is anchored in ritual. So these ideas, so I want to believe that nobody could build the pyramid. It has to be aliens because humans can't do it. Nah? But yeah, humans can do it. It's not that difficult. And when you think of only drugs, yes, we know drugs were part of many mystical rituals. But that's not the, like, we know that every tribal community has some form of drugs. India mein bhang to chalta hai in all. The, but we also know that bhang is not used for some spiritual awakening. It is basically meant for people who want to be part of the world and don't want to distract their mind. So they use it as a technique. The way we will nowadays use a benzodiazepine when you have, uh, when you have um, anxiety, anxiety attacks. So these kind of things. So itna usko value bhi mat do. This ergot and this, for example, soma is something that people have been arguing. Soma is this mushroom. But that was a 1970s thesis. Now fairly clear that soma was an ephedra which grows in the Central Asian mountains. It is a very, it's the herb has been identified and, but unfortunately as the people moved away from that place, they did not get access to it. So they created substitutes, but uh, somalata and everything, but basically it's ephedra. What is ephedra? It's Alderol. Oh, so it's basically, achha, hai, gaya main, haan. Upper. excitement, hai, haan, exciter. Hai. Haan, and the whole night we'll be able to study and give your exams one to yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yes, right. Which is what Indra would take before going to battle, hmm. which makes sense. Because that is the Soma Yagya. It's a very basic upper. And we, like we take chai, we take coffee, we do take chemicals to stimulate. It is not the basis of culture. You can't make LSD the basis of culture. It is a, uh, we know, as I said, in Yemen, they use these, they chew these leaves in, uh, uh, on, you know, to calm them down. Every culture, every tribal culture has realized that human beings experience anxiety and need chemicals to calm down. That's why alcohol, in different forms. There are different uh, meditative practices. There are different techniques, but that is not a foundation. So these two papers, which is in this alien, that humans are not capable, it has to be aliens. It's a great school of thought, very popular amongst the mediocre. Because I can't do it, no one can I can build a little pyramid. See, who comes up with, like, who believes in equality? Mediocre people. The meritorious person will never talk about equality. Because he knows he's better than others. He will talk about diversity. Equality and diversity are opposites of each other. Mediocre people love equality. Meritorious people love diversity. Diversity will create hierarchy na? because somebody is better, somebody is worse. Nobody likes this. The mediocre people say, this is an evil structure. We want everybody to be common. So communists, socialists, they love mediocrity. They hate merit. And the meritorious people love, don't like them. They say, no, but we are meritorious. We are better. We are smarter. And that is how the left and right wing emerge because the left wing celebrates mediocrity and wants everybody to be on the same plane. And the right says, I want to be meritorious. And there is a whole bunch of the, the other end of the spectrum who is happy with the master and smart people who love, don't mind bowing to the smart people 
I need to mass order some of your books at this point. Um I will invite you again whenever you are free. If I am in Delhi sometime or wherever you live, I will hit you up and we'll probably do something in person because I had so much fun sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, please uh take care and I'll see you very soon.